0: Welcome back, everyone, to R2Cast number 129, almost at that 130 mark. I don't know why I said that, because 130 is isn't really a target I ever had. So here we are. Strange start to this episode. Um, the last episode we had was Charlie Beatty. Uh, Charlie and I spoke about everything I expected to speak about, such as her globe-trotting farm girl days Instagram um, the fact she sort of rebranded home farm all that sort of thing and then we got into true crime and her addiction to that which was quite fun um, and we started speaking about that story that sort of came out in the news lately and I did actually hear from someone in the local area about it earlier on about uh, the twins and the old man doing the charity cycle so if you don't know what that is go listen to the podcast and uh, you might find yourself going down a rabbit hole because By God, it's a scary story. Um, The next episode we had, sorry, the next episode we'll have is a secret. It's a secret to me because I haven't organised it yet. Um, This is the last episode I'm filming. Before I go to Africa, so very white currently. Hopefully, I'll come back a little bit more orange. Some kind of orange, that's not the type of tan you have to look after, look for. Um just hopefully I get some kind of a tan in Africa, uh, which would be maybe better and not to look the way I do, because I feel like I'm currently well, if I give it another month, I'll be blending into this background at the minute, which you won't see because there's no YouTube video, but it is a white background. Um the episode we have today. I'm trying to remember when we last did something with the NFU, it was
1: policy team.
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to remember what number it was. Um, I think was it 99 or something? It was around 100 Um, we filmed with the policy team as as Holly said there, because that's helpful because I would definitely have never said that correctly. Um, sort of spoke about different policies going on in NFU Scotland, what's going on there, and this is me just trying to create some kind of noise as I see if I can find out. 98, I was one off. Um, and I spoke to Emmy, who's in charge of marketing and that sort of thing, uh, if this was something we could do more of in the future. And just there's a lot going on in NFU. It wasn't sort of a a one, what do you say? It wasn't like a one episode type deal. So today we have um, three of the regional managers. We have Holly, Lauren and Sheena. I'm going to try to get this right. Holly is regional manager of Ayrshire. Sheena is fourth and Clyde and Lauren is Argyle and the islands. So ladies, would you like to say hello? <clears throat> hello. Hello, hi <laughs> all. Just before we get started with another episode of the R2 Cast, I would like to thank our primary sponsors, Aplan Rural. Aplan Rural are heavily involved on the social media scene. In the ag space with 120,000 followers on Instagram. They use this following to host social media takeovers with farmers throughout the country to showcase their stories. They also post to their rural community blog with further stories about these people in the industry. On top of this they like to support initiatives that are championing the British agricultural industry such as Myself. So thank you to A Plan Rural for that. This is going to be quite fun. I always quite like these sort of groups <laughs> where we sort of bounce apart and all that sort of thing and go from one thing to another. And yeah, normally it's just like a chat with someone, but it's quite quite fun to see what everyone's thinking. Who here has done a podcast before? No. Nope. Not me. No one. Uh really, I thought he would have. He's always sort of writing in the leader and stuff like that. So I just assume you're like pff, journalists. Um
2: <laughs> the worst part of our job, Wallace. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, enjoy it. I comes too quiet. Yeah. How often is it? Monthly. Oh, so you have to write one in every month, yeah. Yeah. Joyce, yeah. yeah. Joyce, I'm a bit weird about writing that sort of thing as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just finished one and then a few weeks later you've got to come up with yeah. something inventive again. I just, I can't come up with things. I don't have an imagination brain. Um, So fair play to you for managing that in fairness. I never really know how to start with these things. So we'll go in order of who I'm seeing on Zoom. it's always quite fun to sort of get a bit of background for the listeners here who you all are what your stories are and that sort of thing so Lauren is first on uh, my screen Lauren could you tell us a bit about your background was did you ever see yourself being an NFU Scotland regional manager when you were younger there we go go with that
2: absolutely not and if I ever meet somebody that thinks that that's what they're going to be when they grow up I'll I'll think I'll just laugh um I was lucky enough to grow up on a farm, uh, firstly in Aberdeenshire and then moved to Perthshire. I grew up being told that I should stick in at school and have nothing to do with agriculture. So I didn't stick in at school, I left home at 16, worked for a couple of years in hospitality, and then went on to study a degree in activity tourism management, um, so that I didn't have to work in an office, and so that I had nothing to do with farming. And yet, however many years down the line, and I live on a farm, I'm engaged to a farmer, and I work in an office, so life's good, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's not It's not all bad. I'm very lucky up where I am, just outside of Oban, we worked with the NFU Mutual for around about eight years before joining NFU Scotland, so I had a good feel for what NFU Scotland were doing locally um, before joining the team, and also a lot of the NFU Mutual customers are also NFU Scotland members, so I knew a lot of the familiar faces um before before I switched roles.
0: I'd say it's quite impressive how many plans you'd aimed for and you went the opposite way every time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> doing that or for me anyway I think I know what I want <laughs> when I end up doing something completely
0: different. Yeah you've got to follow what you want though I think, I think I'll bring a lot of people on the podcast and they're like oh yeah mum and dad said do this do that do this and Yes, the best intentions are always there, but sometimes you just want to try something different. And I am going to ask you a bit in a minute once we hear sort of from Sheena and Holly about activity tourism because that's an interesting one. Um Sheena, you are next on my Zoom screen. Um so yeah, could you give us something similar? What what was what's your background?
3: Yeah. So again, grew up in a farm, beef and sheep farm just outside Straven. Uh, have a sister um and then it's predominantly my dad that runs a farm at home now. Again. At school I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to be but I was quite certain I wanted to be a midwife and then that didn't quite happen but I ended up going to university and done a pharmacology which I hated, I don't really know why I continued to do it but done that, um, I suppose I still see myself as being a bit of my midwife during lambing time because I still help out in the family farm at home. So mum has a coffee shop within the rural centre and it's Straven, Country Bake, if anybody's passing, pop on in, cakes, Um, and so I worked with mum for a bit, and then my whole life, to be truly honest, since I was age of 14, was Young Farmers. I was desperate from the day I turned 14 to get to Young Farmers, so went to Young Farmers, was an East School Bride, and then worked my way through all the various office bearer positions there, Same with um, Lanarkshire, I was Lanarkshire Chairman and Secretary and then was West Area Chairman back in the day as well and then I just couldn't stop there and I went on to work for SAYFC for six years. Uh, Job role changed quite a lot while I was there, started off as a National Events and Communications Manager and then in the last year I just ended up kind of being National Manager, overseeing all the national events and then the policy kind of side of things as well and the kind of governance side so yeah it was pretty good all good and fun and then in january i started with nfu scotland as the force and Clyde regional manager so essentially still a members-based organization but instead of it being young farmers it's now a range of age group of farmers let's just say but we're trying to get more young ones in so um but yeah it's definitely totally different but at the same time a still a members based organization which is
0: great they're still all young sheena of course they are
3: i know <laughs> I like
0: oh. to think I am. I met the farmers. I wasn't saying you're not. Um, <laughs> uh, that would be very rude. Uh, the um, the thing that really jumped out to you said about being West Area Chair is uh, I don't know if Colin McKinnon will be listening, but you know I just want to shout out Colin. Maybe you should move on to being a staff member for SYSC. You've done everything else. Um, see midwifery, or or just like anything involving medical things. I would be awful. Like, I was just talking, like, before we hit record, I've got my wee thing here that says I shouldn't get yellow fever or whatever. I can't even read the word on the front of the paper. Um, But I went there to get my jags, and, like, I had to lie down for half an hour before. (laughs) I then almost fainted. I said to the woman, you're very small. (laughs) I will flatten you if I fall on you. (laughs) Uh, Like, I just don't know how people can do needles. I just... I don't get it. I really need to stop talking about it there. I'm going to faint mid-podcast. Um, Holly, uh, <laughs> let's move on quickly. Um, yeah, Holly, could you give us, give us a bit a uh, sort of similar thing?
1: <clears throat> yeah, so um, I grew up on what was a dairy farm um, for most of my life, and now it's a beef farm. Um, and I attended, after school, I went to Auckland, and and I studied animal science there. Um, and then I did my first two years there and then I went off I just wasn't quite committed um, and then I went off and worked at the vet school in Glasgow which was the best thing I ever did and I met some really interesting people that just inspired me probably to go back and finish what I had started so then I went back to Auchincroove or to the Craigie campus Um so that was really good and from there um, I went off into the big wide world of um, employment and I toured the country working for um, my uncle who has a, a animal feed ma- manufacturing business um, and I met a lot of different retailers and helped them with um, marketing and point of sale and different things like that and then I went on um, to work for various animal health um, wholesalers as well and then laterally tarf spent a bit of time there on farm selling and back in January um, I joined the team at NFUS so I've had quite a varied and um, interesting career so far and met a lot of interesting people, which will hopefully set me up well for for the challenges ahead by NFUS.
0: Absolutely. So did you both join at the same time and Lauren, you were a bit earlier, is that right?
3: Yep. probably
2: well, two weeks before me. Right. So I started in March last year, March 2022.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. How many regions is there? Roughly. Is it Seven. nine? Mm-hmm. Seven?
2: I can't count. Ten regional
3: managers.
0: Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Who's, uh, so that's obviously three of them that are quite new. Is there anyone that's been around for a while? In the yeah. regional management position, yeah. yeah. i have
3: got Lorna, Kate, Ian. Ian. Yeah. yeah. Kind of very good go-to go people. <laughs> Wealth of knowledge. Yeah, they've, they've been very helpful.
1: That.
0: No, I can imagine. I can imagine. Holly, you took over from Christine, is that right?
1: I did, yes. Yeah. And she's been she's been great as well i've been quite lucky that she, she takes my phone calls anyway
0: <laughs> christine's amazing like christine was um christine was chair of rate Ayrshire and iron when i was vice chair and uh, i didn't really do anything as vice chair apart from having the title in that role but yeah she was i feel like she was just always ready to help with everything um, she's one of those folk that i feel like she's a bit of a celebrity in our world in fairness as christine uh yeah she's a good last yeah yeah absolutely if anyone wants to go oh god this is really delving into the depths of my memory if anyone wants to go listen to christine's story i think it's 15 i think it's our to cast 15 it was 115 ago so if i'm wrong i apologize but it's around there um <clears throat> lauren before we get into sort of any stuff and all that sort of thing tell us about activity tourism that sounds fun <laughs> I, I looked i looked at taking it in fairness because i just liked kayaking and that sort of thing um but it just, they always were the group that, well, you'll probably agree with this as well. You were, you probably some around you when you were in here. I certainly did. They just, it just looked fun. It just looked great.
2: Yeah. To be honest, it feels like a lifetime ago now. I can't even remember how many years ago I graduated, but I think that's the effect of having two kids and living up a glen. It ages here fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've got, I've got fond memories of it. I think. I I did a, back in the day of high school, I did a work experience placement at an outdoor activity centre on Lochte and it was during that time that I realised it was what I wanted to do. At that point I wanted to be involved in outdoor education to give folk that weren't academic an option, you know, to, to learn new skills um, and life skills as well, you know, how to work well with each other and things like that. So I wanted, always wanted to do the course, but didn't do particularly well at school. So I ended up having to go to college, first of all, before being accepted onto the, the degree programme. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good fun. We got to do a module on in, at the climbing centre up in Glasgow, near Ibrook. Um, so we got trained up on how to be indoor rock climbing instructors as part of our degree. We had to go on a kayaking and canoe course as part of our degree. We did have to do some writing and some report making as well. But to be honest, yeah, that was a lot of that was fabricated at last minute panics when we realised we hadn't written anything for months. That was a case of scrambling about to try and pull something together. Um, But no, it was really good fun. The folks that were on the course were great crack as well. Um, we were mixed in with, uh, I think it was food tourism as well as activity tourism. So we had a couple of foodie students uh, in with us as well. Um, so it was great fun. We were lucky enough to get to go to Finland also on a like a study exchange or study tour, I think is how they brand, uh, branded it, um, which consists of going to Finland for five or six days and uh, having a wee look at their tourism offer and rural diversification out there. So yeah, it was really good fun. I kind of want to go back and do it again, to be honest,
0: (laughs) so you can remember it.
2: (laughs) I was on the wrong course.
1: I think I should have done that one.
2: I would like to point out that I don't not remember it due to too much drinking, because I was one of the very few people I think at uni that worked full time while also at uni full time. So that was fun. So that's why you want to go back now. She's making up. I was to make up for it. (laughs) Manage the occasional night out, but I was uh, more often found in the Carlton Hotel in Preswick doing long shifts. Uh,
0: in there <laughs> That's centers. a throwback. That's changed name, hasn't it? Now, that is I've heard. Uh, that's a throwback. The Carlton Hotel. We had a we had a Finnish guy, Vila McKinnon, not spelt like M C K I W N O N M A K I N with an E with a bit N, uh, who was Finnish doing activity tours, of course, in my year, and we had one um <clears throat> one module, land use systems, and I'm guessing a couple of you've been taught by, Joy oh that's terrible gladstone yeah yeah um well, it, was med-
2: joy, it was joy that took us to finland and it was all yeah. going fine until we nearly lost her in skip airport that was
0: interesting <laughs> you weren't even in the right country you're only halfway there and you'd lost her <laughs> oh fantastic um yeah joy joy was a good crack but that land use systems was it was quite interesting because you sort of got to see all the different courses we all did it um joy taught my mum which is quite cool uh joy taught my mum in her first year and she left in my last year which i thought was quite cool uh yeah it sounds you said totally did the wrong course i mean i love my course but yeah it did sound like good crack it did sound good fun I and mean, uh, you know it was really hard
2: when we had to do proper stuff that you'd expect folk to do at uni if we were that but that used to just having good fun and going out and getting soaked to the skin. I think we went to Aran for a week at one point as well. We had to come up with an itinerary as if we were going on an activity-based holiday. So that was good fun Um, over on the Isle of Aran for a full week, out walking, getting soaked every single day.
0: I hear good. It. I, hear I, think I just
2: realised with um,
1: animal science that I wasn't going to make a very accurate scientist quite early on. And I would have to go to Ian Ratchford at the end of whatever those experiments were and ask for the answers because my experiment came out out wrong and that would that would actually show up on this because accuracy is kind of the blue which is quite far down
0: so what in um, what holly's talking about if you're listening because we don't have video is she's got lego blocks in her <laughs> that are basically talking about your like characteristics as a person and uh, we're having a bit of chat off camera to see what each person was and i really want to do it now out of interest maybe i'll do it before release and i can write in it what color i am but um yeah holly what was it yellow is like bouncy and
1: yeah just like, creative. creative and ins- i'm in, involved i mean in, i'm in a helping inspirer apparently
0: you help someone inspire or you're
1: just a helping inspirer is that what it was helping inspirer yeah and then um what else have we got we've got green which is kind of a helper and a
3: supporter supporter then blue is like organized coordinator observer yeah it's also
0: a really not nice blue it's like a it's like a basically black depending on what light you're looking at
3: yeah Yeah. Uh,
1: a bit boring yeah and then red read. as a performer director get the job done or be brief be bright be gone which is lauren
2: which is quite accurate
0: the performer part or the fiery part lauren
2: i would say definitely the fiery part i'm not i'm not one for standing up <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you ever done the the? This is this is what happens with these podcasts. You, you're like you're like oh we'll talk about this and then bang you're asking the question I'm about to ask. Have you ever done the 16 personality quiz?
3: No. Have you not? No. Uh, right. She
0: does have 16
1: personality recordings. <laughs> I was Geckle and
0: hide. <laughs> <laughs> um, go try that after this. It's quite fun. It'll take you like two hours though. You probably don't have two hours. I've obviously got too much time. Um, Sheena, one thing I quite like asking folk, uh, I've not had anyone else that's worked in Young Farmers, not in Scotland anyway, um, mm. but a few in England. But I quite like asking, like, what's the sort of transition between, you know, we see Young Farmers as as social, and yes, there's sort of professional parts to it and whatnot. My my career in Young Farmers has probably been different to every single person ever, um, but that sort of transition from from member to to staff member, what's that like? I would just like to quickly interrupt the show for a minute to give you some extra information on our primary sponsors, Aplan Rural. Aplan offer bespoke cover for farms and estates, the UK over, and will give you tailored insurance for anything on the farm from your old workhorse tractor that's been around 20 years or a fancy new and exciting diversification. So I took a year
3: out, I was West Eater chairman, as I said, and then I didn't quite by that point I felt a wee bit kind of done as much as I could before instead of growing as national and then the year went and I was like I'm missing this too much Uh, so the job came up and I just decided you know what I may as well apply because I was probably in the stage of I was almost going out of young farmers anyway the transition was a wee bit easier, I think, potentially if I'd still been in the kind of midst of it all and in the thick of all the competitions and still want to take part, it'd be a bit more difficult. Whereas because I was in the stage of I was going out, I was at that associate side, it was much easier just to kind of slot in as a staff member. It also meant that you got to go to the dances and things and you were still like aged to be at the dances, whereas in the latter, I was kind of like the old one there. I was that old lady in the corner that was, I'm sure most kind of like 16-year-olds were like, why is that person here? But I think (laughs) the transition was fairly easy for myself just because I had been so involved and involved from like a kind of organizing and a kind of overseeing view anyway. Being a West Area Chair is the last kind of um a kind of position that I had prior to Corona as a staff member. So I did find the transition fairly easy. However, seeing staff members it was in the team when I was working there that were still of young farmer's age, there was still that maybe wee bit of a burning desire to go back and do some various competitions. Usually, like, sometimes if they can still do talent spot, they always want to go back and maybe be part of the talent spot if their club's got kind of a good one going or, like, kind of other kind of aspects talent spots, usually the kind of main one or cabinet, but, yeah, whereas I'd done all that. um, So my very first talent spot, we won it, and then my very last talent spot, we won it, and I thought that's a good way to bow out. So, yeah, that we were last probably every year in between, but you know, it was always good that it was the first one and the last one that we were first. So, yeah, the transition was fairly smooth, to be truly honest. Yeah. Um, and you'd already kind of built that relationship with the border management and so forth in advance. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Did you ever hear about my talent spot, Escapade?
3: No, I don't think of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I've, I've said I've only been in it a year. Basically, I joined last May <clears throat> at a driving range because. They worked out how to get me into Young Farmers. Golf was fun. Um, Signed up, that was fine. Did nothing until concert. And I was like, I'll come along and I'll like say one thing on stage. Um, And then I just got so into it. Like loved concert, hated talent spot. Um, Loved concert because there was no rules talent spot was way too rigid yeah. for me it's just not for me but i still did the talent spot and we did a front a curtain thing and just like a three minute display where basically i walked in and i picked up all the diseases from the other people in a doctor's reception so i start throwing my arm i like collapse and faint and all that sort of thing and me being me i did this in concert and it went really well i don't know if you went to avondale's concert but james hamilton who just won something of the year did the exact same one um mm-hmm. it went really well in concert like the place was and fits laughing it went so well so we we're like we'll do this for front of, uh front of curtain for the regional talent spot qualifier type thing and uh let's <laughs> just go for it and i sort of i faint and that's fine and like two seconds in it's literally the first thing i do i faint and i get my foot get caught in the chair so i like try and like land right on the floor and i dislocate my shoulder yeah. um but I was, I didn't know it was dislocated at the time. I was just, it was sore. And the next thing that happens is someone walks in and hits me in the face. Right. And then I pick up there this. So I start doing this with a dislocated shoulder. For those of you listening, what I'm doing is I'm throwing my hand up and like, obviously this was incredibly painful and I fall on it four times more and then I come off stage and I say to Colin I'm like I think I've hurt my shoulder and it turned out it was dislocated and it was dislocated for for uh, that was the Saturday and it was dislocated till the Monday so it was dislocated for nine days mm-hmm. um, because three doctors said it was fine and then I finally got that we qualified um I think my front of curtain won something but I can't remember but anyway we qualified and then I couldn't even get involved at the um in Glasgow so I just had to sing and This voice can't sing. (laughs) So I spoke loudly and didn't get involved. (laughs) Our last time we had to sort of do this and I was like trying it and it was like this. This arm was lifted up. So uh, yeah, Talent Spot and me do not have good memories together. So hopefully this year we can try and make it a bit better. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Holly, would would you ever... uh, I'm trying to... I know the name of your farm. Begins with an H. No, it doesn't. wrong. Uh, No, I, I know it. I know it. Anyway, I'm going to leave it for a minute. Um, did a you Jai.
1: Try a Jai. Or a G? Depends you it. It's
0: Jai. It's definitely Jai. That is
1: terrible. It's right next to...
0: I used to I have horses. Well, I didn't have horses there. Someone else did. Um,
1: yes, I remember her.
0: My ex, by the way, in case you're... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I can't remember. That's really annoying. You're going to have to tell me. Well, you do like, have to tell
1: me. Help. That. James yes.
0: Jameson, where did I get H from? Oh, you're H. That's annoying. Anyway, uh, that's very embarrassing. Um, Did you ever want to get involved in the farm at home, Holly, or were you always wanting to go elsewhere? Um,
1: Well, do you know, like, what would that have been when I was leaving school 10, 15 years ago now? Um, It wasn't really something that was up, like, wasn't on the table. It wasn't, you know, something that was really discussed. Um, And not from... I was talking to somebody about this the other day, but not from, you know, me being a girl and having a brother, like that point of view, just because, you know, maybe the future back then wasn't looking so bright uh, and daring. And that's kind of what it done, you know, that was its future. But looking back now, like if I was to be that age now, I see so many more opportunities in other areas and even in maybe, you know, different um, agricultural practices or, you know, uh, so yeah not at the time when that decision was probably um when i was a bit younger but i do see that now you never know
0: i think well that was a troublesome time when when you left school so that would be just that would be what 2012-ish give or take like yeah it was it wasn't in a great spot maybe a couple of years after that even it was even worse <laughs> um, i don't know maybe you could argue that milk price has taken a hit in the last few months but in general like we're in a <laughs> much better spot in general so no No, also did you just just i can just hear myself speaking there we go it's sorted sorry however
1: however i am glad that i i was that age then because i would royally have embarrassed myself if i was that age now i would imagine with a camera and a phone and all the and yeah i don't have that ability so it's probably just as well as i was
0: I'm sure you when I
1: was there was less evidence.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't have embarrassed yourself at all. <laughs> um, I could have said something different there and said you managed anyway, but that would be rude. Really- <laughs> <laughs> <It's
3: not documented. laughs> um
0: yeah, I I guess I'll sort of throw this out to whoever wants to speak first. It always feels weird sort of going in a perfect circle, but um do you want to tell me, these are all obviously in sort of three different regions, such as the nature of what you're doing, uh, what's what's going on in your region and also where you cover, um, what sort of, what areas you cover. I know the name says it, but there's normally some sort of anomalies and that sort of thing. So whoever wants to go first about their region, fire on, is <clears throat> going to jump at it.
3: When you go, Sheena. Okay, uh, so within my region, I've got quite a vast uh, region with regards to the size of it. So there's taken like Lanarkshire, Fremdfriarshire, Dumbartonshire, all the way around. I've got a national park in amongst it as well. So there's Loughlomond and Trossachs National Park. So we go all the way up, Cullin, uh, Tindrum and all the way around as well. So it encompasses in Stirling, Falkirk. Um, so yeah it's quite a vast area to cover Uh, all a load of farming disciplines within that as well so kind of cover most kind of sectors there and obviously a lot of diversifications whether it be farm shops agritourism and so forth as well so it's fairly busy Uh, a lot of the queries I get in are completely different each day is different Um, and each day so now is still a school day there's a lot to kind of learn Uh, currently within the region Keeping me busy now is the current World Cycling Championships that's going on. So there's quite a lot of road closures, which is obviously having a bit of an impact within the farming community. Uh, more so being with the road closures potentially not allowing them to be able to go on the roads with farm vehicles and the way the weather's been could have a huge impact on the harvest if the weather turns good next week um, it's not an ideal situation so we're still in discussions with the various uh, local authorities with regards to that and other stakeholders to hopefully try to get to some sort of resolution so that's keeping me busy and on my toes now as well but yeah it's just the now and as a new regional manager, as well, it's just trying to get events up and running. Um, I'm currently overseeing the branches within um, the Bears Den office as well, so there's four branches work out of there. So I'm trying to organise events for them as well. And we had a really good, both uh, Ron and Menteith. we had the first meeting for that branch for a while. So we had that on farm. We had it at Andrew Patterson's farm at Woodend at at Belfron and we had a fantastic turnout for that. So that was great. He's put in a new dairy system, robots and so forth. So there was a lot of interested members going along to hear about that. And surprisingly, not a lot of dairying members. So it was good to see that wee bit of a mix as well, which definitely um, got a lot of conversation, a lot of different, questions were being raised because it was a different sector that was in uh, asking the questions so yeah that's really fourth and Clyde the now there's lots of members queries coming in there's a lots to be done within the region um, and still just finding my feet with regards to uh, the job as well as I said it's each is a school day and I'm sure Holly will agree with me in that respects um, but yeah that's fourth and Clyde really now quick
0: rundown (laughs) i was speaking to someone recently who's involved in people's show and they've had to change their date because of the cycle championships which it's the first time in however long that's had to happen but that that's a tricky one god like if if you've got your chance to go for it like what are you supposed to do um couldn't they just have like half the road to cycle on
3: i think the issue within the sterling area is it's time trials it's not a rolling cycle so some of the cycles are rolling cycles so the roads will just close like reopen as the cycles went through that various route whereas with the time trials it starts from first thing in the morning and they're getting let off at a 90 second interval so it's constant throughout the day so there is that issue there of there will be cyclists on the road at all points of the day so yeah it's fun trying to navigate through that now so yeah hopefully fingers crossed I mean I'm hoping we'll get some resolution to it however we're still not quite there yet um and who knows when they're listening back to this i'll either have done well on it or i'll still i'll, I'll probably still be kind of back, going backwards and forwards with a uh, kind of communications on it but yeah it's been...
0: i'm sure you'll have done fine but it, just, it does sound like a, i don't envy you on that one i guess is what i'm trying to say fair play yeah
3: it's difficult there's four regions involved with it <laughs> as well they're all impacted so you get east central's impacted Lothian and borders 4th and Clyde, and then d as well. So it's quite a mass, an event that's obviously going to impact quite a lot of the regions, but right. everybody's obviously got their own worries and concerns with regards to it. But yeah, the three-day close down is a big problem at this moment in time.
0: That will be fun. God, that does not sound does not sound fun at all. Um, what's, what's sort of happening? Tell us about your regions, uh, Holly and Lauren. Whoever wants to jump in again, I'll leave it open to you. <laughs>
1: Um, So Ayrshire, um, I cover North Ayrshire, South Ayrshire and East Ayrshire, so it sounds not so complex as um, what Sheena's got and maybe Lauren. Um, But yeah, I'm still um, ear to the ground and just getting to know members and understand what some of the problems are or some of the challenges and some of the opportunities are within the region. Um, At the moment, we've got a bit of a focus on um, with the Future Ag Bill Mm -hmm. you know just around the corner then trying to get as much MSP engagement get them on farm Mm -hmm. showing them Um, you know it's amazing what Mm -hmm. you know the lack of knowledge of simple things out there is Um, so just showing them the different practices and that you know even within Ayrshire fairly small region compared to some of the other regional managers regions there's such a diverse range of um, businesses and, and agricultural practices, so um, that's kind of my main focus at the moment. And yeah, queries can range from issues with, you know, Scottish Water to um, animal health queries. To uh, we've got quite a lot on the rural crime over the last couple of months. That's been, um, you know, whether it's fly tipping or people accessing areas that they shouldn't be um sheep worrying is obviously a huge one as well so yeah that's been taking up a bit of my time
0: nothing honestly I'm quite a we spoke about the lego blocks there I'm quite a calm person nothing really makes me angry but see sheep worrying and stuff like that oh my god I just irrationally get angry about that like it's such an obvious thing to avoid it makes oh (laughs) yes yeah. <laughs> i probably shouldn't get to it actually if, if you are listening and you're wondering what we're talking about when we speak about sheep worrying go back and listen to r2cast 73 um zoe and chris talk about the troubles they'd had they'd something like eight attacks in about five days when we'd filmed the thing um and there's one thing i've got to tell you Holly. when you were saying that i sort of write notes as we go just to make sure i don't miss anything i'd accidentally click the thing that sort of writes down as you speak and you said small region and it's put small and raging
3: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes
1: funny. sometimes <laughs> not today that's lauren that's lauren, uh, <laughs> <Holly> <laughs> region, that's lauren. Wait, i was gonna
2: say there's nothing small about me holly <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys are all really nasty to it's quite fun i enjoy it um yeah lauren
2: <laughs> coast we've got good soil up there I grew big and strong <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that I don't know if we had that on our end, but I'll say the same um yeah just just a bit about your region when I, when I consider your region Lauren I always think that there's probably less people but you've got such a vast area to cover
2: yeah so that's one of the main challenges that my eyes have been open to since taking on this role so my region stretches from just south of Fort Augustus out to Malig right the way down to south end Kentire, um, as well as a lot of the islands in between um, so I go out as far as Tyree and Colin and all the islands in towards the mainland from there really uh, including Aran and Bute as well uh, so yeah with that comes a hugely diverse very vari- variation of issues that members are facing and um, you know we've got the milk fields down in Kintyre and in Butte and then you've got huge expansive hill farms um, on the likes of the Isle of Mull and, and Dum Alley area and, and places like that so yeah I think every single one of my members probably has different priorities so it's quite tricky to you know prioritise what you have to pick up and run with um but I hope it's something that I'm I'm starting to get a gist of now a year and a half in the job I'd like to hope that I'm I'm making the right noise about the right things but yeah I'm sure my members will keep me right if I'm not um as far as top big topics at the minute I I, I don't want to mention fairies but if I don't mention fairies I'll get hung drawn and quartered I. It's well documented in the press about the challenges that Calmac are having, uh, maintaining any level of acceptable service to a lot of the islands. Uh, so I have a lot of engagement directly with Sea Mail Transport Scotland around, around that and trying to make sure that the issues that farmers and crofters are facing are highlighted and put to the top of the pile for getting started. Uh, so that's a day-to-day struggle. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure with you coming from Ireland, you can appreciate that.
0: Um, well, so, and I said about my little notes bit there, one of the things I've written is, I wonder if Lauren will mention CalMac, Actually, <laughs> all I've written, <clears throat> um, so it was expected to come up. I think you just lost signal, are you still there? I can Sorry
2: I'm that. still here, I had an alarm decided to go off on my phone, I'm not <laughs> sure why for four o'clock, I would love to be in my bed at four o'clock but it doesn't happen. Um, Uh, yeah so ferries is it takes up a big bit of my time Um, I'm hear from members regularly about how it's impacting their business be it trying to get livestock onto the mainland for sales or trying to get feed and fodder onto the islands in preparation for the winter ahead Uh, it causes a serious amount of of stress and pressure on folk that are already kind of to the hilt with all the uncertainty as to what the future holds at the minute so yeah could definitely do without it but I'm, I'm doing my bit to try and try and make sure that they're well represented um over and above that i would say probably the next top issue in my area is species management be that the ridiculous geese numbers and the likes of tyree and isla um to too many deer uh, meaning that folk are getting less and less yield from their silage fields or the good old white-tailed sea eagles as well which again <laughs> there's been a fair fair amount uh, about them in the press recently um yeah so it just seems just seems to be one thing after the next if it's not the if it's not the white-tailed eagle eating your lambs it's the geese eating your grass or the fairies not sailing uh, so there's lots of lots of challenges over and above the uncertainty as, as far as what the scottish government are going to do next for supporting agriculture to continue to thrive um, so it's not it's not particularly cheery but <laughs> i think
0: that's i think that's the the role that a union plays isn't it the union probably doesn't unfortunately for you guys get involved in tons of things that's just loads of fun like that's the sort of okay. role isn't it um and i I highly doubt any of you have but have any of you seen island crossings
2: is that the the documentary that's just started
0: yeah it's it's yeah, basically yeah. of- it's about Calmac and it's like a sort of fly on the wall documentary thing about it and it was filmed on the Highland Games day last year which is basically this Saturday as Highland Games and uh, they didn't sail either time and I've you know here I've always sort of been for those listening that don't know somehow if you've listened to more than one episode I'm from Aaron um, and I've always been a bit of a Calmac defender and like well I totally get it there's stricter rules they don't have new boats to work with all sort of thing but in the last year or six months in particular it has been awful <laughs> it's mental it's absolutely mental never seen anything like it I mean it's just boats are never sailing um Aran's maybe a bit of a standout maybe apart from Mull from a hospitality perspective and tourism like it's killing our island because um I would say probably 80% of the people that live here depend on tourism in some way uh, and yeah they just can't now because <laughs> barely anyone's coming over so yeah no I think certainly from having been on Aran person that's been involved in farming, we've always appreciated what NFU do. But if if I was to say to, to someone, or no, if you were to like, this is for everyone, if you were to say to someone sort of what what NFU's role is, what what would that be? And that's that's to everyone. That's to all three of you. What 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 sort of role is a, a farmers union playing?
2: Well I would say we should be focusing on lobbying Scottish government and Westminster where appropriate to make the best decisions with the best interest of the farmers and crofters. You know, we have to be trying to drive positive change. It's all fine and well going on about the doom and gloom of how hard things are today, but we need to be making clever suggestions as to how to make it better, easier, more profitable for the future.
0: Yeah. Um, And then highlighting
2: to the the general public as well so they can have a better appreciation and understanding of what's going on in the land and about them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Yeah.
2: I think the support mechanism
3: there as well, like knowing that there is somebody there to listen and sp- like speak to as well and give them that additional support, but also as well to listen to the members on the ground as well to what actually are they wanting to drive forward as well. um, Like, how do they see the future agriculture too? How can they make an impact? And trying to drive those kind of key focuses forward as well is obviously really important as well.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. It's It's... Any few sort of been one thing that I've I've said this in the podcast a couple of times. There's a few a few businesses, organizations, whatever that I've I've always been aware of, and my, my family in particular, starting with my grandfather, uh, three colins in a row. I'm, my name's actually Colin. My real name is Colin. um There's a fun fact for you. Well, something
3: new every day. <laughs> yes. <is.
0: laughs> um, the I do have Wallace in my name. I'm not just like a nickname. It's it's my <laughs> name. Um, but. Uh, he was always a massive union guy and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and quite from what I understand quite integral getting it involved more on iron than it was. And I've always been a massive backer. And and maybe if if you are listening and you're sort of wondering about the NFUS story at, at, at sort of presidential level as well we have had Martin Kennedy on who is the president I can't remember what episode it was I think it was 17 and um, we basically brought Christine in to talk about it first because Christine's a queen and then uh, bring Martin in to really go over everything uh, so if you are listening uh, and you're interested at that level um, feel free to go check that out but you guys in, in my eyes anyway are the sort of the ones that are that are on the ground making it happen and, and dealing with farmers, dealing with, like you say, Lauren, the government side as well. But it's you've moved China from, from Young Farmers, which is very much member led with staff. Is is NFUS still member led or is it is it you guys driven and they support how, how does that work? Because you still have branches where it's it's non-paid members that are involved. Sorry, non-staff members that are involved. So how does that sort of work?
3: Yeah, essentially, it is. It's similar to kind of putting it into like young farmers' analogy. It is similar in respects to you've got your branches, which equates to your clubs, and then you've got your regional boards, and so forth as well. So really, you're trying to drive like kind of feedback and activity from those grassroots members up, um, and feeding them into the various like monitor groups and feeding everything through that people are wanting to drive and what the key issues are within your regions within those branches. Just to make sure that we're representing all members and we're representing all kind of issues as well so it is similar to young farmers in that kind of respect as well I would say you've got some key issues that probably will be getting driven from policy team as well because there might not be that understanding that there is that enforcement coming you need that um, kind of information to come through from those members so they might be leading it but essentially it does go back to kind of young farmers similar as well like there is some issues that were members were unaware of, but the staff were driving it or the office bearers were driving it, which is similar to NFU, like as well, with regards to new bills, new um, various aspects are coming forward through government. we're needing to do consultations. So we can like we put surveys out to the members as well for feedback and we can collect that information as well. So it is very similar in that respect as well. Like it is mem- uh, although there is uh, it is member led, maybe not as much so as young farmers, but there still is that member aspect. Like at the end of the day, we're there to represent the members, we're there to support the members um, and drive what issues and concerns that they want to go forward. So yeah, it is similar if you are wanting to compare it to young farmers.
0: And are they run, is each branch like a committee? Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. So your group secretaries, that's where there's a tie-in with the mutual as well. So your group secretaries from the mutual office, they're usually what leads the, like, oversees the uh, organising of those branch activities. And then you've got your regional boards, which is the regional managers that will oversee the activity within that. So that's how there's that kind of tie-in as well along with other things but that is essentially it's your group secretary that oversees the branch activity
0: yeah no, I, I used to love the NFU meetings as a kid because my mom and dad were both met both both in it dad was probably chairman at some point and uh, i wasn't allowed to be left at home because they didn't trust me probably um <laughs> and it was just uh, there's a there's a terrible photo of me as a kid like chocolate all over <laughs> all the chocolate biscuits had disappeared before anyone got to have them um so yeah speaking about it uh, we spoke about size earlier lauren i mean i think i'm probably the one that's winning in that side of things okay. uh, and that was due to going into too many members meetings but um, <laughs> uh, yeah no it's 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 an organization that we need i think it's one of those organizations like like a lot of um supporting organizations i think would be a fair word to use that probably gets criticism from some people because maybe something successful that they wanted to wasn't successful or whatever. But I, I've always been an NFU backer and I think I think I always will be. Um, but I appreciate you guys telling your story, saying what's happening, saying what's happening in your region and saying, saying what you think is coming. But that, that is probably the next question I have for you. There's two questions I ask everyone um which is the one part when you asked me what was going to be asked that I didn't tell you because I quite like to see folks reaction from one of them comes because I hate one of them when I'm asked it I hate one of them um the first one and it's the one I hate is one where do you see yourself in five years and it would be quite interesting if you said more than just where do you see yourself where do you see yourself sort of maybe not yourself where do you see so one where do you see yourself in five years and then the second part sort of being where do you see your region? What do you see happening there? And then the second main question is if you had to explain NFUS to someone in one sentence, how would you do it? Who's going to go first? I love throwing out the who's going to go first. <laughs> Holly, you look shocked.
2: <laughs> I think it's Holly's turn to go first. I'm trying to remember all the
1: questions. That was
0: just... <laughs> Okay, Holly, where do you see yourself? Break it
2: down for me.
0: Five years. Where do you see yourself in five years? I hate that question myself. It Don't say missing... in bin, Holly. Don't say in the loony bin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, maybe it might have the potential for that. I'm not sure. Um, no.
0: I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2Cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, the Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry,
1: just have a better understanding of where I am at just now, like you know there's so many more people to meet, there's so many more things to learn, and the reality is our our job is going to be ever changing yeah. um and that's quite I find that quite exciting um being a yellow um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and hopefully i understand my personality a bit better in five years as well uh, put it to, might change, change, it, to be changed uh, yeah well it could change yeah um so yeah in five years hopefully i'll just be doing this job but a lot better
0: I'm sure you're doing it very well. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I mean, some folk come on this podcast and they've been in a position a few months. Like, I just had someone um, who's talking about their new position and they haven't started it yet. And like, I'm like, I couldn't do this. I've been in it three years and I probably wouldn't sell my job well enough. Um, so, no, I think seven months, six months into, seven months now into a job that you're doing, I'm sure you're doing very well. Um, yeah. And Now I've forgotten the other one. Yeah. If uh, If... You were to explain NFUS in one sentence. How would you do it? That's tricky.
1: That is tricky. Um, yeah. In one sentence, I would say that we are an organisation who are looking out for farmers' futures um, and the challenge, and, and supporting them through the challenges and opportunities that will arise.
0: That was really good. That was really good. Should we throw that out
1: and Put it in the wall.
0: <laughs> we'll quote that <laughs> instead of it saying something like it normally says, some mad name like Nelson Mandela. We're going to go with Holly simmons that'll be better. Um, who's next? Who's not been second? Doesn't matter. I'll let you guys fight over it. Five years and one sentence. How would you explain NFUS? You I'll go with us, okay? we Want to go? Ready,
2: go. All right, okay. Uh five years from now, it's a really tricky one for me, Wallace. I've technically um only got this job until March next year. I'm on a two year ago yeah. from NFU Mutual. Um so I'll either be back selling commercial insurance across our Gyllen Islands, or if I'm lucky enough to have the opportunity to stay within NFU Scotland, it would be really nice for to see our Islands back thriving again as far as the branch activity goes I look after 10 branches it'd be great to have 10 branches having regular meetings or events and you know get the fire stirred back up in the members bellies so that they feel that their views and their their uh, priorities are well represented Um, and for one sentence for NFU Scotland I would go with ready for change I think with our new chief executive that's come on board just at the end of June there, uh, I think his eyes have been widely opened um, and he's, I hope, and between himself and the rest of the team at head office that we're all ready to shake things up a bit, uh, engage the members, find out which direction we should be going in and try and, like I said, rekindle the fire in folks' bellies and get them back to the stage where they're picking up the phones and they want to be coming to meetings and they want to be engaging more regularly uh, so that we can drive their views forward.
0: Oh so yeah.
3: Really- you are going to get married in those five years.
2: You're going to be married by then. Like that's a, that's a lot of pressure, Holly. Can we edit that bit out, please, Wallace? <laughs> <laughs> <I> wish- <laughs> it's a bit of a joke. I've, I've been with my partner for nearly eight years, maybe nine yeah. years. We've got two kids. We've been engaged for three years, nearly four. But you know, he's from the west coast. He doesn't like to rush into things. So. <laughs> Too much pressure on him. In fact, there was a member, Aaron, yesterday came up to me. She goes, oh, are you Lauren? I said, "Yeah." She goes, oh, are you married to one of the Dickies? It's like, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. Maybe, maybe in another 10 years, perhaps, but five years, that's, that's a bit too much pressure thanks sheena <laughs>
0: yeah. and you know in your fiance's defense you said eight maybe nine years you don't even know how long it's been so yeah. you
2: know, can it well we don't do
0: anniversaries
2: or anything like that so <laughs> it's very difficult to remember how long it's been
0: i would really struggle not having a date because i'd be so confused i've got such a numbery brain that would confuse me um but very interesting very interesting. The farmer, he, doesn't get, you know,
2: he doesn't take me out for dinner or anything like that i just yeah <laughs> He's not all bad,
0: bless him. <laughs> you had to throw that question in there Sheena didn't you that was
2: shocking
0: yeah. <laughs> it's, actually you know we were filming with them um, when we did the SAYFC national uh, committees uh, podcast Sky Watson um, was doing her five years thing and Callum her partner was like I'm guessing over there in front of the camera sort of thing not on camera and uh, Jane Strawhorn asked that exact question <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be a battle on the podcast. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) just pushing it forward. But, um, (laughs) Uh, you know, where do you see yourself in five years?
3: Yeah, uh, I think just in five years' time, kind of similar to Holly. Still finding my feet at this moment in time. So I'd like to, in five years' time, kind of maybe have a bit more of an understanding of really I'm still finding my feet in what even my role is, never mind dealing with all the various questions and queries that are coming in. So probably just growing my confidence is like in a kind of main one with respect to being able to answer members' queries. I mean, there's a lot coming in, but you do have that bit of self-doubt, so you're always checking up before you do give people any of, any of advice, to be honest, um, especially the now um, when you are in that kind of learning curve phase. So, yeah, five years' time. Well, I mean, looking at the other regional managers, there's a lot of them being there for... 15 years 20 years plus so like as potentially like you would like to think that would still be here and still just obviously representing the members and um yeah similar just who knows what five years will come like I mean we're over the halfway mark for this year already so it'll be a year before we know it and then yeah five years but yeah just continuing to grow forth in Clyde just trying to keep encouraging members to get engaged um obviously I would love to try and encourage the younger generation through um with obviously my background with young farmers I know that there's a lot of members within the organization the SAYC within the agri committees and so forth that have got a real like they've got a real driving force and they've got a real um they're really looking to the future of agriculture within Scotland and it's really positive and um so it'd be great to get and a lot of them are within Forth and Clyde so anybody within Clyde and Central or Lanarkshire that wants to get on board give us okay. plug but um but yeah no I think like just trying to engage more of the kind of younger ones to try and get there because at the end of the day like we're lobbying for agriculture of all age groups so. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're looking at the future and respects like that as well. So, it it impacts them as well as impacting parents and grandparents and so forth as well. So, trying to get more engagement with them would obviously be, I would really be keen to do that. So, we'll see if we achieve that in five years or not. Um, And then, with regards to like my statement, I think to be honest, like, we need to kind of oversee the fact as well that it's rural like a rural because it's not just farming and like agriculture side of things there's a a lot of diversification went on there as well so it's probably supporting rural businesses going forward as well um obviously with your farming and crofters kind of being one of the kind of key like the kind of key representation that we're doing but we are going to probably expand with regards to the supporting side of things and that that is there i mean we've got a wealth of knowledge within policy team regional team and the rest of the staff within nfus so yeah i don't really know whether probably just driving and supporting rural business um going forward would maybe my statement that's a big long-winded way to get to it but i think
0: i think that's important that we consider it as the rural sector as opposed to just one looking yeah. at aisle, i think that's important and on the the sort of working alongside with young farmers thing i've actually started maybe trying to do something with that i spoke to emmy um Amy Dyer about trying to arrange something and then I got offered to MC the uh the cook-off to which I knew I'd be getting fed so I ran away half conversation but um <laughs> we, will, we will try and organize that and I'm sure I'm pretty certain both sides are, are on board with that so um yeah I think we should try and actually get the ball rolling in that and make make something happen um which would be yeah, good well, to
2: it, sorry Tina touched on it there um but it's something that I keep telling the younger members or the younger folk involved in agriculture in my area is that any changes in policy that happen today, tomorrow, this year, next year, they're going to affect folk of sort of our age and younger more than anybody else so in my head it's bonkers that they're not being involved in the conversations. Um, You know if they want to shape a positive future we need them to be engaging and and telling us what direction we should be going in.
0: I know it it almost, and correct me if I'm wrong, it almost sort of seems like you only start being an NFU member once you're finished being a young farmer which is wrong I mean I was an NFU member well before as a young farmer because I didn't have it on iron um but I think in general that's sort of how it goes and I think that'd be a good thing to shift and sort of have them more working hand in hand because they're
3: there even as that little well, Wallace though I would say it's they get like they're too old for young farmers but then they have that weekend of time to themselves whether that be concentrating on family time and so forth as well and then they come along to NFUS so there is that wee bit so it's just kind of bridging that gap there as well because as I said there's a bright bunch coming through Young Farmers Network out with the Young Farmers Network as well like there is a lot of young kind of bright individuals that have got a key kind of passion and drive towards what the rural sector might look like going forward so it's really important that we get their input and get them right in the kind of mix of things when we're having those conversations. Yes. and there's some really great members um, yeah. you know that
1: are on regional boards at branch level and the boards of directors um there's some really interesting people that the younger generation could you know tap into their knowledge and their understanding of the world and how things worked yesteryear and um, perspective going forward so there's like there's a, there's so much knowledge out there and it's also trying to bring that together yeah. Um, Without to, overwhelming, to allow people to feel like they're you know they're all part of the solution or the plan going forward as well.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. It's a uh, it's always fun to speak to to a group of folk that are doing a similar thing and sort of seeing the slightly different challenges that you know, like from from bikes to sea eagles. You know, uh, it's. Well, what um, troublesome as each other but completely different um so i do appreciate the three of your times when i know you're all very busy uh so thank you very much for that um i hope you've enjoyed coming on first off yeah yeah
2: we should, i managed not to see the red mist and start talking about bracken so i'm taking that
0: at this. <laughs> i haven't quite finished yet lauren though so you have to <laughs>
3: How long have you got?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just going to say the outro. Um, I, no, but no, I appreciate your time. Usually, I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, for those listening, um, that has been NFU. It's been three of our regional managers here in Scotland. Um, and if if you are, you know, if you are interested in NFUs, go look up what they're doing and get in touch if you feel that they could be of assistance, which I'm sure they can. Um, our last episode, as I said, was with Charlie Beatty and our next episode I don't know at time of recording so that'll be quite interesting to sort of see um what's next when I'm coming back from Africa uh as I said I'm quite looking forward to my trip I fly out in what day is it I fly out in two hour, uh, two days not two hours that'd be quite something uh, I fly out in two days uh head off to uh, Tanzania and Rwanda via Dubai and Qatar so um yeah, got to be seen about the world and and that's with young farmers that we've been mentioning. So um yeah, and if you want to go and hear about the young farmers national restructure, we did have that episode on not that long ago. I can't actually remember which number it was. It's mid-115, I think, roughly. Uh One thirteen. if you want to go check that out, see how that's working as well. But today has been NFUS Regional Managers. If you want to see more from NFU, uh, please get in touch. If you've got a group of folk that you quite like to hear what they're doing or any other organisations or anyone completely unrelated um, that you would just like to hear, tell their story. It can be food and farming based or it can be completely away from food and farming. Now we have the second series as well. Please get in touch. As I say every time, though, don't be offended if we don't have your person on straight away because... I honestly must get about 20 messages a week for it now. So, um, yeah, I will do what I can, get on as many folk as we can. But thank you as always for listening and we shall see you for R2Cast number 130. See you then. I hope you've enjoyed another excellent episode of the R2Cast. I just want to take this moment to quickly thank our primary sponsors once more, Aplan Rural. If you follow Aplan on social media, you'll see the work they're doing to really promote British farming and back our industry. It's been a pleasure working alongside Aplan Rural so far and long may it continue. The values of Aplan Rural runs perfectly in line with the whole mantra of Rural to Kitchen and I'm glad to have them on board. Check them out on Instagram at Aplan Rural and on Facebook at Aplan Rural Insurance. See you for the next podcast.